Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. Kalina's getting ready for the big uh, relaunch, rebranding of the show for 2020. We have a lot of new additions coming. We're not going to say too much more than that, but anybody who's been with us know that we're ready for the next step in this. Get your wallets ready. Um, (laughs) Saying that, we're excited because anytime we talk beats... You know me and Kalina get excited. We we love our production, especially if we're talking about dusty, boom bap, sample driven hip hop. That's right. And if we're talking That's about right. that kind of production, you know it's always, and I'm biased, it's always great when it comes from New York, especially from Brooklyn where I'm from mm-hmm. so I'm super mm-hmm. excited for our guests I was not going to pass this opportunity up whatsoever sometimes I do pass them up I won't say names I won't say names <laughs> but this is one that I'm excited for welcome to the show super producer Radicus. Radicus, how are you peace peace cheese appreciate you got me having me on man man there's so Honor. much to talk about uh, our audience knows let's do that it was, our audience knows that we love to talk about beats and we have some of the best producers right now on the sh- been on the show future way pharma beats hobgoblin anybody who's anybody who's who made high quality beats have been on here so you're in there you are interesting because you've been doing this type of production and you've been making beats for for quite some time when did you start making uh, beats when has this when what was the start of this i'm going to do this yeah man i mean you know it was a lot a lot of evolutions bro you know i mean first i was just djing you know in the 80s you know my pops had a lot of records turntables picked that up but in the early 90s after uh my mother threw away my my rap book with all my rhymes in it I started going to production. Um, and, you know, I never haven't turned back since then, man. When, how, what was your influence in making um, beats? Like, you know, the RZA story yeah. is pretty, pretty famous and there's a nice 25th. Wu-Tang's having yeah, another, yeah. another banner year in terms of celebrating mm-hmm. them, but it's, you know, RZA's famous for having this collection of Soul Sample that he grew up with that's kind of was the catalyst for the Wu-Tang sound. What was the, what was some, in the early days of a, of a young lad in Brooklyn, what was some of the <laughs> musical influences that had you and, and then and then how did that influence your sampling, your production style? Yeah, yeah, so my pops was a DJ, man. He's a DJ. May he rest in peace. He was a DJ. So we had a lot of records in the house. Yeah, a lot of reggae, a lot of a lot of disco, um, a lot of soul. You know, and I absorbed all of that. You know, I absorbed all that different type of style of music because of him. You know, I gotta give him a lot of credit for having that around me. Um, but you know, for me, when it came to hip hop, I mean, my biggest influences uh you know, would have to be DJ Premier, specifically the Step Into Your Arena album, which I would say was I was just a huge fan at that point. I wasn't even thinking about really doing music. I was just a fan. But that Step Into the Arena album was just constructed so different than most albums in the time 
it really had a, a major imprint on the way I go about doing my music now. You know, um, and again, like I said, I was a fan at that point. When I when I got to Hard to Earn, it was like I was in college now. And now, you know, I'm trying to learn and I'm studying. That's that that album is like my Bible in terms it's of your blueprint. Yeah, what what a hip hop album is supposed to sound like. Um, but yeah, I don't I hope I answered your question. Yeah, but you um did, you did. But, okay. let's follow the Yeah. Your father was a collector, had obviously a diverse collection. Where is that collection? Yes. Did you inherit that collection? Yeah, I mean, you know, um I I got some of it. You know, some of it, you know, because when I moved down to Atlanta, you know, he was like, yo, where's the, where are my records at? So I had to give him back like a bunch <laughs> of them. But <laughs> I kept a lot of the jazz ones and things that, uh, you know, I didn't think he was really, he didn't really miss them, you know. But I don't know where the rest of the, um, them are now, you know, because he went into a CD era. Yeah. And I don't know if he got, I don't know what he did with all the records he had. I mean, but I still got a good chunk of them here. From those vinyls um, that you have that you yeah. inherited, when you're making beats off of them, what I, I would imagine you're working on some of those things, or you have used them, some of them to create, learn, practice. Does sampling yeah. from music that you grew up with that's very intimate to you, your father, your family, does it just feel different making beats from that source material? Uh, yeah, well, so, so, so you know, you're, you're going to take me back because it's yeah. been a while since I sampled records my dad gave me. Yeah. You know, I've been through those records so long. But, yeah, you know, but to answer your question, you know, in that, that time period, what I'd say is I was just trying to mimic, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even say they were unique beats at that early stage. It was more of just getting the timing down, how to chop properly, how to get it synced up. So if I was able just to get the loop sounding right, I did a beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So you know, you, you, um, and again, it's more of mimicking, mimicking what was there, and just trying to give it a little edge. Ma mastering your trade, everyone. Absolutely. There's no bloop. Like I talk to many producers, everyone does it differently. But the one thing I have learned is that that experimentation on how to get that sound, especially in the equipment that we that, that was used in the early 80s, oh, early 90s wow. with some of the limit, wow. sample limitations, really forced producers to think outside in the box and listen. Yes. You had a small window yes. to capture a sound and do something with it, which is the genius yes. of RZA and Premiere. They, they, they didn't need uh, that, yeah, though, that, exactly. that many things to make it work. Um, exactly. So when you're thinking about production and and in that style like how how intimidating was that because i tried it myself and then i was like i i i, I don't know i didn't know what bpm was yeah, i didn't yeah. know i didn't know anything and i got discouraged like there's like there's no rules to it so isn't it no is not it, with hip-hop there's no youtube uh, so yeah. no, you're right you're right it's a lot of trial and error um and, you know you hit on something that was huge for me the thing that got me loving Premiere specifically is, and the thing I used to say a lot is that he used to make beats out of nothing, like just a couple of sounds, and this is a dope beat now. I mean, what I learned over the years, it's really the drums that really stood out in his beats that made them shine like that, and he would just do little instrumentation hits here and there. But, um, yeah, but in terms of uh, developing your style, look, when I was younger, 
I would make beats every day, five to 10 beats a day. Now, mind you, out of them five to 10 beats, maybe one or two are dope. But that was the building of your skills and mastering it. Now, nowadays, I can't make 10 beats in a day. You know what I mean? Why? Because I do too much uh, work to a beat now to sit there to, to get to 10 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and again, this is the progression of a producer. You know what I mean? You know, when I was younger, a lot of energy, hype, you know, you know, you have that 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 adrenaline going because, you know, this is something you like. And even when I'm making whack beat, whack beats at the time, you know, some of them were whack. It was still a great experience going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like creating I, that muscle memory where your finger is pressing this button, pressing that button. Like I like yes. even now I have equipment and I've been chopping just for this I enjoy chopping and finding sounds, but I find that even though if I find a whack chop or whatever, just building my muscle memory mm-hmm. with the equipment and getting in unison with the equipment is half the battle. Yes. yes. Now, at the time, at the time, I wasn't thinking like that. So you're thinking like a, a you know, an older, you know, a person who's a seasoned person. When I was there, it was really no no structure and plan. It was just go and vibe, go and vibe. But through that, as you said, you start getting a rhythm. You start getting a a muscle memory. Like you said, you know, you start picking, you know, realizing, okay, this works and this doesn't work. But again, like I said, in those early days, it was all energy, adrenaline, and just go in and work on your, you know, you know, the rule, the 10,000 hour rule for experience to be a professional. Yeah. And those were those, you know. What I mean, those were the years when I was putting in those those you had, hours. To you had get to there. treat it like a nine to five. Like one of my favorite artists of long time, uh, for a long, for still my favorite artist, and um, and that comic book world is Jim Lee. I find Jim Lee's work to be immaculate. But one of the things, I what's his name? What's the name? Sorry, Jim Lee. Name? Jim Lee. He did the X Men, all the all that all the early nineties okay. golden era comics at least for me sure, sure. one of the things he said that stuck with me always was that i treated this as a nine to five and i got up every day and i drew from nine to five and i tr- absolutely and I treated it absolutely. like a job and i was trying to master my skill so today was the day i just drew legs and that's all i did different ways viewed different ways and that's mm-hmm. all i did so i could build that muscle memory saying that yep what what when you were cutting your teeth in this learning, being excited, being creative, trying to mimic and, and find your, your sound, your, 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 you know, your groove in, in this, what, what equipment were you using? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because the first set of equipment I used was, um, I didn't have my own equipment. I had to go, to, I rented a studio and they had S950 and a program called Studio Vision. And the other studio I went to had Cubase. And this was during the period where, you know, I would I went home and I listened to the records. I knew what I wanted. And then I would go to the studio and then have the engineer help me use the equipment to to make those dope beats. Um, later on, you know, later on, maybe, you know, around 90, you know, 1990 or so, I was able to pick up a, a Kai S2000. And I had a program called Studio Vision, which uh, was made by Opcode. And uh, those were basically my tools of trade for a few years. 
And then I uh, picked up some NPCs and the classic you know, NPCs. Yeah, well, you know, you know, to be honest with you, I interned at a studio, and that's when I was able to get more exposure to different beat machines. And the the NPC is the one that really stuck with me over like the ASR, the SP twelve hundred, the MPC four thousand specifically is what I fell in love with. But I played with the two thousand. I played with the sixty. Um, you know. Yeah, it, but, uh, the music, yeah. the beat production technology is also another thing that grows fast. Wow. And, and the turnover wow. is quick. I know Pete Rock said recently he still uses the SP-1200. Like, that's his go-to. Um, he's, that's why he uses it. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I've used it, but it's just too difficult to, to do things on it. You know, when you get introduced to certain technology, you know, I just cannot use can't that go machine. Back. Yeah, you can't. No, I, I, I have a machine M, M3, MK3, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know what RZA was using, but I'm sure he wasn't using this because I feel it makes you feel good. To, You're talking about the machine, right? Yeah, By, the machine. Uh, yeah, I got, I got those as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah solid bro. piece. Oh, my goodness. Solid piece. And I was solid like, piece. Oh, it's so user, it's so intuitive. Um, it does, it does. I, I'm interested in trying to find a way to limit some of the functions so I can force myself to do different things. And I, mm-hmm. so that's just so I can be disciplined as a creator. Um, I sure. find that kind of exercise kind of like how, how many ways can I flip this sample to sound differently and, right. then, and then shopping Challenge it to people. Yeah, and yes. show it to people. Can yes. you find the sample? Can you know what sample this is? Like I do enjoy that kind of like mimic of sounds when you're no that's keeps it that keeps it interesting bro yeah you you're finding ways to keep yourself interested in it and that's good yeah you been in the game for a long time you've seen the trends of hip-hop production trends mcs what i find encouraging fascinating appreciative and all these things is that you are now working with some of the more well, not some of them more, but up and coming MCs who are making quite a name for themselves. You actually, you obviously worked with the great Rusty Jook. Shout out to Rusty; he's been on the show, um, on one, one of his last projects. Um, and you have a, you know, you have a catalog that people could go back. Hit the links below if you want to hear more about Radicus, um production style. Thank you, thank you. But thank two, you. Two albums that I'm very much looking forward to. One because your beats are there, and you're coming from a Brooklyn boom, boom bat place which is where near and dear to my heart but just because these uh up and coming mcs are so damn good we're talking about mooch from the cloth and we're talking about al davino out from boston um let's start with mooch how did that happen how did that link up yeah let's talk about that project because i'm excited for him mooch is one of my favorite mcs right now he's a creative dude that whole movement with the cloth rigs and mav and Mm -hmm. rob gates they're doing something real special yeah the team is strong the team is very strong the thing that's really impressive about that team is that they're extremely professional they they say they you know whatever they tell you they're gonna do they do it you know in terms of timeline they do it if there's a delay in timeline, they keep you updated. You know, that is the big... Besides that they're extremely talented, again, the fact that they understand that their word has a lot of value and can make, you know, keep them making money. You know what I mean? So one thing I got to salute them all, and I'm talking about everyone that I've dealt with. I've dealt with Mav. I've dealt with um, Riggs, of course, Mooch. 
very professional guys, man, and extremely talented. You know, they got their ears to the street with their music. But to speak on how the Mooch thing set up, uh, I was, uh, I think it was Fade Away Barber page. He was uh, posting up some of my Rusty Jook stuff. Shout out to Nick. And yeah, Nick's a good dude, big time fan. Um, you know, he's a huge fan of hip hop. I just love his energy. But, you know, because he was posting on my stuff and then I went to his, his page and he just had a bunch of, Music I never heard, you know what I mean? Because look, look I'm gonna, I mean, just a second, real quick. You know, I've been doing hip hop so long that I really don't even listen to hip hop anymore. So it was so refreshing to hit his page, and I stumbled across Mooch's one of his songs from the Heron, yeah, with, the Heron Farms album with Farmer I think Beats. It was Farmer Beats, and you know, I heard it. And I was like, yo, this dude's voice is incredible. I started touching a little bit and um, saw a bunch of the joint. I was like, this dude, not only was his voice dope, this dude has excellent lyrics. Yep. And, and a you sense know, of humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does have a sense of humor. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, then I just reached out to him uh, via IG. You know, again, like I said, a professional, you know, willing to talk. We uh, initially uh, just, you know, made uh, an agreement to do something in the next few months. You know, after that period of time went back, I reached out back to him. He's with it, sent in the beats. I'm talking about this went so smooth in terms of, you know, Here's the idea I have for the project. This is how many verses and songs I want to do. He picked maybe two, three days later. He's like, yo, I'm going in tonight. Uh, you'll have it tomorrow. And like I said, these guys are, you know, they're people of their word. And I got most of the album done in like two days with them. Wow. You know, they're after that, you know, animals. I had to. They're animals. Say that again? They're animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they hungry right now, and they, they you know they going and doing it. You know, I was so impressed that I actually extended the project a little bit more. You know, based off of the first stuff I got with them, but it was uh it was definitely um. You know, it was definitely a smooth, you know, one two three operation with Mooch. Um, again, you know, I big them up for their professionalism, and obviously they're dope dope uh, talents on the mic. It, I would imagine as a producer making beats and painstakingly being a perfectionist that you are in crafting, that having a high caliber MC like Rusty, like Al Davino, like Mooch on top of your beats would be something that's very gratifying for you. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, uh, you know, big up to Rusty. I mean, me and him went in on a 20, 20 song joint. Um, another guy who's who says what he's going to do. I mean, sometimes he's a little delayed, but he always gets you, gets, gets you when, you know, you know, you know, again, the dude is doing so much projects. That's what yeah, it is. You right. know what I mean? He's, he's, it's not that he's, he's a writer. You know, lazy or anything. He's a yeah. writer. He's right. I would imagine that that guy has crates of notebooks of rhymes. Oh like, my gosh. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, and, and, and they're all, you know what I mean? The voice, but yeah, it's very gratifying. I mean, you know, Prior to Rusty, I did an album with um EP with Vastair as well, yep. who's another another one of these MCs that uh you know I have a lot of respect for, and you know I felt that was a successful project as well. But 
Yeah, you know, in terms of these two new guys here, like I said, you know, you know, I was going through, you know, my boy's page and I stumbled on him and it just he just stood out. The voice, the voice first stood out. Yeah. And then as I get into the depth of the album, I'm like, this dude actually has crazy lyrics. Ad libs are crazy. His ad libs are great. He's had yeah, that, that's the hilarious just, part about his ad-libs. Yeah, I mean, funny. you can ignore... Sometimes you can ignore the verse and just listen to ad-libs and you'll be yeah. entertained. Yo. You can tell they're having <laughs> fun in that studio. But that's why I like yeah, the definitely. construction of the cloth because Riggs is very a militant in that in that booth. Like You could tell he's like yes. in there. And yes. Mav is like the conscience of the group and the heart of the group. And, ah, well said. And, well and, said. And, and Mooch is, like, is just like... He's not the rebellious one because none of them are rebels in that way. But he's like he's the he's the wild card. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree you know? with that. Yeah, and Rob is the punch in your face. He's like he's not <laughs> he's not as witty or or military. No, no, as but, the he's other direct, ones. but he's direct. But he's direct. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, his words are powerful. He uses less yes. words and conveys a stronger punch than the rest of the team. But together yes. as an outfit, I'm just eager to hear what they have as a collective. Like, yeah, I've yeah. heard some of their mixtapes, but like, I'm so eager. And then you have the Boom Bap South from you, so I'm like, yeah, this is going to work. Switching gears, yeah. let's, go, let's go to Al Davino. Al Davino is like the opposite of this, the opposite of Mooch, where Mooch is, has a this this wild card there's this there's this Aldovino is is this he's such an enthusiast for hip hop that he mm-hmm. almost can't contain his energy yeah i agree and it I just mean, comes off in the booth i seen them live like he's an intense mc yeah 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 it's a it's a whole package man um Al Davino, uh, you know, is a unique um, individual. What, what? Here's, here's what drew me to this guy, yo. His complete disregard for any rules to hip hop yes. and structure to songs. Yes, you know, this is. I mean, this is just drew me to him. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, as a young producer, I used to always run to the guys. Ah, that I can't. That beat's weird. I can't. What's that sound? Oh, take that out. When I heard, uh, I think it was, um, um, uh, what's the name of the album he did with the Egyptian face on it? Oh, man. Uh, well, he probably did it with SD Knack, his boy. Yeah, yeah, it was SD Knack. I think it's Mentality. Or, yeah. Uh, but he had so many. Wow. I know Wow, what bro. About, I mean, it was just this. I mean, it was just so different. You know what I mean? And like I said, again, what drew me to him is his his confidence that yeah this song is like a minute long but this is how long the song gonna be or this song doesn't have a hook i'm just gonna let the beat play out the confidence level you know what i mean of that where he believes and he knows my shit is dope and i don't care what y'all think this is what it is and you know and it's funny that i say that because that attitude that he has on the record is he has that as a person as a right you know this is who he is all so, the time. Say with, with that said, me doing the project with him wasn't as smooth as it was with Mooch. <laughs> because <laughs> he's very, first of all, he's hard to get uh, communication with. But when I do communicate with him, it's all good. But, you know, it's hard to catch him. And then he has a special formula of what he wants to rhyme on, you know? 
I had sent him a ton of beats, maybe like 20, 30 beats before we had to talk. And he explains, you know, he told me some key things about the way he likes his beats. And then I had to go start over. And, you know, in the next two days, I had 10 beats. Then, you know, he was ready to, you know, get them all knocked out. But, you know, although it was frustrating at times to work with Vino, he pushed me as a producer. And to this point, to this day right now, I actually, you know, when I'm doing my beats now, I actually start them a little different because of the experience I went through with him. You know what I mean? So, you know, I really big that dude up for, uh, you know, pushing the envelope and, you know, this, you know, the album I did with him is a very unique album in terms of my catalog. Um, but it, it's dope. Um, the, and, the, the lead uh, single is out right now, Dysfunction. And the yes, sir. And it gave me an idea of what this is going to be. And um, yep. Dysfunction was, is a great prelude. And if it's anything close to that, it's, it's going to be quite a listening experience. I'm a big fan of Al Davino. I think you're right. He, he, he's, He's against the norm. He's he's hip. Yeah. He's what I feel is missing in hip hop. Hip hop. I said this with Illogic. Go check out that episode and link below. I for will. That. I'll do that. We we talked about hip hop missing that rebellious edge. Mm-hmm. And Al Divino is just yes. a rebel, and and, yeah. and I adore him over it. Like I don't think I could ever hang out with him. Cause you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen in the night, you know you don't know where that night's gonna take you with Al Davino, right? But when I saw him, he won me over when I saw him on stage, like yeah, just the way yeah. he looks yep. at you directly, yep. like he really yep. is trying to make you feel what he's trying to say. But and there's and and it's all the way I like my Brooklyn music: intimidating, fierce. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's no room for any interpretation here. This yep. is what I'm giving you, and it's you're gonna love it. And he's yeah, well, and it's not even to me. He's not even saying you're gonna love it. In my opinion, to me, he's giving you the finger. You like it or you don't like it. He don't yeah, care for sure. Well, I you love. Know it. What I mean, I, I don't yeah, like the uh, prices yeah, I, all the time, but he yeah. gets it anyway. You know. Yes. But I'm excited. I think that it, it, this is what I want. I would love. This is how we bridge the gap, right? We have a, mm-hmm. an, a veteran producer, Radicus, working with new school MCs and merging that. Instead of fighting and saying your time is over, instead of saying all these things that we hear in, in, in some of the mainstream conversation about hip-hop, old head, new, new heads, we have yep. people sharing their skill sets to make these new listening experiences. And this Certainly. is what hip-hop should be there's a mentorship yes, there. there's yes, an appreciation yes. there and there's also you as a veteran producer saying this is your time youngin i'm just here to have you shine like all good producers should do yes sir um, so i salute you for that i'm excited for this if you if you know anything about al Davino mooch and you want to support the best way is to go to their go to radicus Bandcamp right now the links below go pre-order the vinyls support where you can go check out uh the shows and if 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 you want to support the show hey consider subscribing but most important we do this show for you can check out 
the amazing talent, Radicus, Mooch Aldovino, links below. Go check out those projects. I'm looking forward to it. Radicus, thank you so much for keeping the Brooklyn banner strong. That means a lot to me personally, and I know it means a lot to a lot of hip-hop Brooklyn listeners. You're doing us proud. In any way we can support you, let us know. Radicus, Mooch, Aldovino, October 25th. Go get it. Crush a lot podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you.